0: it's just a chapter and and often it's just a paragraph within a chapter but it feels like the whole book in the moment so we just have to remind ourselves like that because we have to be real with our biology we we didn't get the the software upgrade to our mind to to support current 2023 20, 24 the current era we're in we're still stuck way back into survival thinking. So just to give us some some credit, that's what's happening. So we do have to take a pause and bring in some of these mental fitness or reflective practices, because if we stay on autopilot or default mode, sure, we're going to go, we're going to default to that survival-based programming. And then we get stuck, you know, and then we get stuck in all of those, those emotions and those feelings. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host, Krati Mehra. And in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us so we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us, and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. Before we dive into the conversation, I want to say something about our guest expert for today's episode, Mark Champagne, who is, of course, brilliant at the work he does. uh, But to me, his true talent is presenting very simple solutions to life's big challenges. The more complicated the problem, I feel the simpler Mark's solutions get. And there's a very calm energy to all of his work. It feels very nourishing. There's no drama, no provocation there. The simplicity of it all, it really stands out, something you will notice during today's conversation. And the reason that I mention all of this is because I would like for one of the takeaways from today's conversation to be that no matter how complicated the situation may seem, the solutions are very often very simple. It's only our habit of overcomplicating things that denies us comfort and a resolution. So that's something to be mindful of the next time you find yourself facing a challenge, facing a complication in life. Now, coming back to today's conversation, Mark Champagne and I talk about mental fitness and why, despite the abundance of resources, tools, and knowledge available around the subject, do people struggle so much to maintain good mental health? And to what extent do the shifting ideas popularized online play into what we experience in life? We talk about how it is that certain humans that we admire and look up to for the success they've created, when they are fully focused on a goal, can work with a fierce intensity, maintain a frightening pace and work ethic without burning out. And while we learn a great deal from that, Mark also shares with us this combination that can help us achieve great success without jeopardizing our health and make space for mental nourishment. Something else that comes up during the conversation is whether it's possible to find a degree of detachment from our work so we can maintain an emotional balance as we continue to invest more and more of ourselves into our work and so much more. This was truly an amazing conversation and if you are very mission focused but also desire mental fitness, this conversation is going to really help you. Now, Mark Champagne, for those of you who don't already know him, is the author of the best selling book, Personal Socrates Better Questions, Better Lives, host of the top 50 ranked podcast Behind the Human, co founder of KO, a journaling app that has reached over 86 million people, and a sought after speaker who provides mental fitness strategies to Fortune 500 companies. Leveraging insights gained from over 300 interviews and studying leading minds such as Kobe Bryant, Maya Angelou, Coco Chanel, and Stephen Hawking, Mark trains people to ask better quality questions so they can clear out mental clutter, release pent-up stress, expand their clarity, and rev up performance. Mark's keynote presentations, mental fitness bootcamps, company retreats, and interactive workshops Provide attendees with customized techniques and practices that equip them to overcome overwhelm, diffuse emotionally charged situations, and clear out their minds so they can operate with greater clarity, focus, and innovation. Now, if you're ready for the conversation, let's dive in. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited that we are discussing what we're discussing today, which is all about mental fitness, all about navigating this world that we are living in that feels you know despite how used to we are of how things function that despite that it feels so strange almost all the time so I want well to said. <laughs> yeah like you you yeah you get this feeling like I don't think this is how life was ever supposed to be so yeah let's <laughs> I want to get your opinion on that so let's start with the very basic for someone who may not have found your content yet what according to you
0: is mental fitness oh well great question i mean and great place to start uh for me mental fitness is is quite simple it's really just anything that we do to train our minds to work for us instead of against us uh includes mental fitness so it's kind of like an umbrella term that that captures mental health mental performance mental optimization resiliency all of that stuff but in the from the lens or the perspective of we can do this, it's empowering, just like physical fitness, like we can make the decision to exercise and move our body. We can also exercise and, and train our minds. Uh, and it doesn't require, you know, all of this expensive stuff or, you know, 30 day silent retreats and all that stuff, all helpful. You know, I'm not at all knocking any of those, but I think we get real we get hung up or we we prevent ourselves from going down these these paths of training our minds because we think that it's complicated or you know we need all this stuff but it literally can happen in in seconds not even minutes seconds every day and and that's where that's where i get excited because all of this i'm not inventing any of these kind of modalities and practices they've been around since the beginning of time my job or at least the way i see my job is to is to bring access to the practices through you know relatable conversations and story and and exactly what we're doing today
1: yeah your podcast is amazing like it really hits home thank you yeah um i have to ask you in your experience like you share advice that is extremely practical that anybody can use so even if someone were using all of those practices on a daily basis do you ever think that we can reach a level of mental fitness that would that would be as it should be as in do you think the world gets in the way of that like in this world living at this pace we can only have so much mental fitness do you think that is ever like something that we should keep in mind because people do tend to go overboard with everything these days
0: yeah i mean i think it's less about the world and more about us because if we focus on what we can control then we we can process and really handle anything because then it it all comes back and this is going pretty deep pretty fast but it really just all comes back to our perspective of of a situation and you know focusing on what we can control and how our mind is reacting to situations, including, you know, some of the things that you had talked about, I think even before we hit record, but just, or an in introduction of how the world is, uh, it feels heavy. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's just, there's so much, but it feels like that because that's how we're viewing the world. It's almost like we've put a lens in front of the world. It's not to say that, you know, there, there are no, that the facts don't support some of those feelings. They, they most certainly do. But there's always an alternative to how we can view it, and usually that links back to and this is something that I think we've lost, especially in north america uh we've lost a lot of fundamental core belief systems and and you know a lot of that came from spirituality and religions and whatnot and and you know it's not uh there's there's so many different so many different religions and spirituality kind of beliefs and whatnot out there. I'm not here to point anyone into to one of them but what we've what I've noticed is we've lost all of them in, in a way and then what happens then is like you it's like you're out in the world without any kind of navigation system so something huge happens and we don't have a way to pause and zoom out and just see this from from a perspective of okay how can I navigate this like what is the path and can I trust that you know whatever is happening is happening for me or what, again, what that's my belief system, right? So it's trusting that there's a reason behind something happening, which shifts your perspective and puts you back or has the ability to put you back into a thriving mindset versus what I would say the majority of the population is in right now survival mindset. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, and now have so many questions, but <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I do want to go deeper into this. This is, this is a very, like, this is a judgment. So we, this is not exactly a fact, it's a judgment of mine, but I wonder if you'll agree with me. We always say that, like my parents would always say that we didn't grow up with this kind of technology and neither did I, like my generation didn't grow up, our generation didn't grow up mm-hmm. on yeah. technology. So we kind of have that way of getting through uh, a day without being that engaged with our devices. But this generation, the generation z that is growing up with social media, with technology being so constant and being so visible on social media all the time. But despite that, I feel like despite the fact that they're growing up with it, it, it still affects them way worse than it affects us. Like there is this extreme like form of aggression aggression in general is growing in the world but i i kind of noticed that a lot more like this is the activist generation one reason i would say is because they care so much more but also i feel like the approach has become very aggressive like we don't want to talk we want to get straight to burning things down taking things apart i don't know if you'll agree with me or maybe that's just my uh, like this is just my perspective on things but i wonder well, why it, that is it, yeah please sorry
0: no, it's 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 a really good observation and, and judgment, and, and I do think it is that, and you're not alone. I mean, I've I fall into thinking that as well. But it's when you when you when you pause, though, and you start to look back in history you know, you can compare, you know, go right back to the Roman times where there's massive wars all the time. Everyone's within, and that's all disagreement and that's violent disagreement, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, maybe a little bit closer, like you think of in the sixties, uh, you know, I wasn't around for that, but in in the, in the, in the, in the sixties where, you know, you had all of these, uh, riots and protests and stuff like that. So it's just the, the, the circumstances in the landscape has changed in the you know tech- with technology and so forth, but even with that i mean i remember i've just in writing my book I remember seeing some of this coming up in the research you know there was very similar narratives and fears and 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 um discussions when things like radio came you know, into the picture. Then when television replaced radio is like, oh, you know, we're, 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 we're losing all that time within books and, in you know, human to human and stuff like that. So this stuff plays out and again, just different perspectives, but I think, you know, it all comes back, but that's the thing is, is to be able to, and this is where the mental fitness comes in, to be able to see that and zoom out. Right, and nice. and no, and this is why I read a lot of Stoic philosophy because I remember uh, doing the research on Marcus Aurelius. There was there was language in his in his meditations where, if you were to update the English for today's time, you, you wouldn't. It would be hard to d- disassociate, you know, what he was writing about uh, back in those days because it seemed it seems so similar. You know, he's writing things like, "Oh, I really." Really need to get to a vacation and you know escape to the countryside to reset and things like that, and you know you think like that 's thousands of years ago, so the only reason i 'm sharing that is that first of all, you know I think it helps in the fundamental topic that you brought up at the beginning that it that helps lighten our minds in in a situation because we 're in it you know and we see it and and we get hit by the content and the news headlines all the time, so if we can just lighten the situation through some perspective, then we can easily or more easily navigate, you know, the days because it's, it's, that's where we win. We, we win in the, in the minutes and the hours of the day, not the, you know, looking, uh, looking so far down the horizon, like the world's going to end because of AI or this and that Um, it's, it's, it's the moments, it's those micro moments with our minds that we all have control to pause and, and shift right? And then we feel a hell of a lot better. And we can also make decisions from a different place and take different action and so forth.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you have a more like something my listeners would appreciate more. I think I spend way too much time alone. That's why when I go out, I'm like, Oh, whoa, what's happening? (laughs) I think that's yeah. yeah. working from home. And I'm anyways, a loner, I always get very surprised when I go out and I'm like, okay, everything's too loud. Everything's too much. We all need to calm down. <laughs> but yeah, the perspective that you shared, I think that makes a lot more sense. But considering that, I would love to know what you think is getting in the way of mental fitness for all generation, not just Generation Z, but for all of us, because this is such an ongoing conversation. You would think we would have more appreciation for it. We would have... Like our own practices developed by this point, but we need people like you to constantly guide us. So, what is it that gets in the way of it?
0: Well, we—I mean, we, our own minds—you uh, know—it's ironic. Our own minds get in the way of our own mental fitness because, and this is just this is an opinion, of course, and an observation. But what I see, and, and I'm victim to this as well, is we like to overcomplicate things, and yeah. or we like to look at mm-hmm. at situations and make them bigger than what they actually are and then all of a sudden it's like okay and, and the easiest people see have ex- most people have experiences with their physical health it's like i want to get healthier and whatever the reason is whatever the goals are and then it's like okay i need to completely change my diet i need to completely change my routine and incorporate exercise here here and here and it's just too much it's just not we we set ourselves up to fail so it's the same i see the same thing when it comes to mental fitness where There's this interesting phenomenon with meditation where I often will hear people like, I have to get my meditation in. Well, just even that language, I have to get my meditation in, kind of defeats the purpose of the meditation, right? Versus just slowly making some small micro shifts to your day. That's what I say, like seconds or minutes, like when your coffee or your tea is steeping in the morning to just slow down and check in with yourself. How do I feel today? One word and just acknowledge how you're feeling, where you're feeling that in your body. And then how do I want to show up today? Just doing that, just starting there and doing that for a week, you're going to notice the differences. And that takes minutes, not even minutes, could take one minute to go through that, that cycle. So I, I think it's just, again, you know, just, pausing and 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 being realistic with okay what does my day look like what are my current obligations and then slowly getting to the point of well if I make these small shifts then I'll get closer to where I want to be and that probably should be the first uh, point of inquiry is is just like we do this with companies and brands all the time but we we don't do this with ourselves often is you know, where am I at right now, or who am I right now, and how did I get to this place? you know what were the factors, who were the people, circumstances, and it's and, and do that from a place of of non-judgment, just facts, gather the facts. All right, so I am you know this kind of person because of these things.
1: yeah
0: now, either you want to stay down that track or often I mean I think just humans in general we, we like to evolve and progress, so there's usually always room for improvement. Well, where do I want to be, and who do I want to be? and spend some time just uh again from a place of 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 no judgment just like what would be the ideal day an ideal life how would i feel who would be there what would i be doing no rules there's no there's no boundaries in t- in the sense of like well i can't do this or i only have access to this amount of budget or money or whatever just blow all that stuff out just set the course right, right? And then you can, then now you, now you have data, you have insight to where you're at, where you want to be, and you can start making the changes because now it's the, it's the habits and the systems and what you do day in and day out that either it's very binary. It's either they lead you to where you want to be, or they're pushing you farther away. And when you, we know that stuff, again, with the perspective, we can pause and, and, and think, okay, well, if I do this thing, like that's completely derailing me from my path. No different than if, you know, you run some sort of campaign that is completely off of the objective for a brand, right? Oh, I yeah. wouldn't do that because that that's, you know, why would I spend money on that when it, that, that's not where we're trying to go, right? So it's, again, it's these perspective shifts and bringing different examples to show that basically we can do that for our, for ourselves and our minds and, and so forth, which leads to everything else that we're working on.
1: Yeah. I think that's very interesting because I I really don't wonder, even when we're alone, we have this, like the one of the reasons why we have to do like the the whole thing perfectly instead of doing what we can is I think we, we kind of have this idea that we're being watched all the time. Like, obviously, we know we're not being watched, but we're going to share this on Instagram. So it has yeah. to look a certain way. I think, I don't know if you agree with me, but I feel like we take ourselves so seriously. And I think that's another narrative that does the rounds these days that you matter, you matter so much. And well, that's a yeah. great thought. But at the same time, that also creates this pressure. Like, don't take yourself so seriously. Learn to laugh at yourself. And I don't know yeah. if you'll agree, but maybe that sort of creates this pressure that we have got to get everything right and everything perfect. Like, you in your podcast would share all of these many, many resources that you have shared. They're so helpful and they're so full of content, but I'm not gonna try and do all of it because that's not gonna help. You can just pick one yeah. thing. So why is it that we latch onto that narrative and we try to get everything absolutely right and then we're on Instagram, we're sharing it?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that the 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 point that comes up or intuitively surfaces from you as you're saying that is is no one no one cares as much as we think they care. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we act as if Doesn't that is the case. Nice, like, but yeah, true. <laughs> it, yeah. It just, I mean, it, like think of your own behavior when yeah. you're, when you're scrolling through social, I mean, you might see something that it catches a, you know, microsecond of attention and you're like, oh, interesting. And I'm thinking even like close friends, you know, like, oh, interesting. I guess that's what they're up to. And, and, and that's it. But on the other side of that, typically when preparing the post or taking the shot or the angle, it's as if, you know, we think the person on the other side is just going to drop everything and just sit there and dissect. Okay, you know, where are they? What are they doing? What led to that? Like, that's just not happening. Yeah, that's right? true. Right. So, just you know, again, perspective. Just, just relieve ourselves of yes. that pressure and just live and be. You know, I mean, that takes some 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 work and some self, you know, development and and and, and reflection, of course, to be ultimately just comfortable in our own skin and mind, right? And, and show up, you know, uh, I guess you could say unapologetically ourselves and with confidence and, and just be, you know, that's, that's the ultimate. The more I study, you know, ancient kind of principles and religions and philosophies and stuff, they all come to the same conclusion for the most part. And that is just being ultra present and self-aware and living truly in the present moment and if we can do that then you're not you're not remunerating about the future you're not reminiscing about the past and getting stuck in depressive loops and stuff like that you're you're just here right now and that's you know it seems it it seems like a grandiose thing to say but we all have access to the now all of us Right, yeah. and just even saying that or telling ourselves that you know even if it's only for a minute or two we we all have that you know take a take a couple deep breaths and you're you know you can tap into that that current moment,
1: yeah, no it I think like your words were this advice that you give out it's golden advice that zoom out, like you always remind us to zoom out for in that moment and yeah. see like everything all of it that you're obsessing over because it does help it sounds like. I think one of the reasons for I is as someone who has been at the receiving end of advice, unless it's complicated, unless it requires a lot of work, it doesn't seem very effective advice. It seems like, but my problem is so huge. This advice is not going to help. It has to be as complicated as my problem is. But this advice that you always gave like zoom out, I think it's, it's huge because if you zoom out, nothing seems as complicated. Nothing seems as serious.
0: The thing is with that, with that kind of advice is that we can, we can prove it to ourselves because we've all been there. Like we, the, the, the big challenge or whatever the situation that we're, we're currently in, no doubt feels huge, you know, and it's, it's stimulating all kinds of different emotion, but just if you pause and you take a look at, let's say the last five years and just take 10 minutes to identify the biggest moments in the past five years of your life, or the moments that you felt the most stressed and most scared and all of that, well somehow you're over here on the other side of that, and when you look at it from a from a time stamp or if you look we look at our lives like a like a book and we have different chapters, it's just a chapter and and often it's just a paragraph within a chapter, but it feels like the whole book in the moment, so we just have to remind ourselves like that because we are we have to be real with our biology. We 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 didn't we didn't get the the software upgrade to our mind to to support current 2023 20, 24 the current, you know, era we're in. We're still stuck way back into survival thinking. So, you know, just to give us some some credit, that's what's happening. So we do have to take a pause and 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 bring in some of these mental fitness or reflective practices because if we stay on autopilot or default mode, Sure. We're going to go, we're going to default to that survival based programming. And then we get stuck, you know, and then we get stuck in all of those, those emotions and those feelings.
1: Yeah, that's so true. And what you said, I think that rings really true that I always feel like we have lacked, like, our ability to adapt is simply not up to the challenge. It often feels like that yeah that's so true yeah totally yeah i'll I'll share like this funny thing that happened um a couple days back india landed the satellite on moon i don't know if you know about that and it was supposed to be on tv like we were supposed to watch it live and my mom comes into my room she's like it's happening now come on come on come to the we'll watch it together and i'm like no 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 i've got to release my youtube video mom's like you think anybody's watching your youtube video right now we're landing on like we're we're gonna be the first Uh, country to land on this corner or south pole of the moon so i was like yes you're right (laughs) nobody cares about the video
0: (laughs) mom for the win mom for the win yeah Yeah.
1: mom totally yeah always give you the best reality check
0: well and the other people too kids like young kids i mean just watch them they they are in the present they're pure joy for the most part um and just living their their best life and not you know haven't been conditioned yet at this point to get stuck and y- you know take their attention away from what matters most in that in that moment and the thing is again from a perspective like we've all been there so we know it's possible so we can go back there it just takes a little work
1: yes absolutely cool. but i have to ask you like in your experience what happens what changes within us and how can we check for it uh so to prevent that sort of getting lost in the pace of things like going from that innocence to becoming consumed by this idea of how we need our life to be and how can we check for it in ourselves and in younger kids
0: well i mean i think the big thing is 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 to take the time to think and and do some reflection on, you know, going back to those bigger questions and like, who am I right now? And how did I get to that place? Because stuff happens in between the moment when we are that curious child to, you know, just even starting to go to school. And all of a sudden, you're not asking as many questions because you start to fear, well, if I don't answer properly, that my peers are going to laugh or whatever. Like, and it just slowly, you slowly start to become Conditioned by society in general is is probably the biggest thing, and then we continue, and that's what's happening with all of us, even you know, present day. No matter what age you are, it's we're being conditioned by outside factors. So, with that, and knowing that, I think the easy, not the easiest, because it, it it's not necessarily easy. But the thing that we can do that will give us the biggest shot is well, there's a couple. I think one being we have to set our environments internally and externally up to thrive. So, for example, again coming back to, you know, physical or, or let's just actually nutrition is a good example. I mean, if you just load up your place of living with unhealthy choices, eventually you know you're you're going to start grabbing those things cuz you're going to run out of willpower by mid afternoon and all of a sudden that's going to look you know really healthy for you and you've got marketing running against you all of these different things so it's the same thing though when it comes to what we put into our minds this is this is like this on social media i mean i'm not the, this isn't new information we know that there are teams that are you know there and and train to hijack our attention as much as possible, because that's how those things work. So if if we know that, then we need to set up some boundaries, you know, maybe we only load up those apps at certain times during the day, not the first thing in the morning when we're, you know, our minds are clean and not, you know, uh, full of inputs, outside inputs, like that's the time to do the best thinking and to do some stuff for ourselves and so forth, right? So it's just, setting up the environment and putting you know setting some ground rules in support always have it linked to something uh, in terms of your personal or professional goals but in support of who you're trying to become or who you're striving to become right if you have um if you have some big tasks that are coming up that are you know mean a lot to you i mean get those get those things done first thing in the morning without distraction it's, you know, we've heard that before, but it's the same thing when it comes to how we want to feel and how we want our mind to to operate. So I think it's that, I mean, it's just, it's just being conscious to what we're almost automatically or on autopilot doing day in, day out that isn't serving us. And, you know, I fall victim to this as well. I'm, I'm probably on social media more than I'd like to be, um, but I definitely have some boundaries there. And I definitely have my phone set up that it's not being, uh, it's not a notification, you know, center where I'm constantly being hijacked. It's very, it's set up in a very intentional way. That's just a couple things that you can immediately do. And you'll quickly, quickly feel and see the benefits of, oh, wow, I'm less reactive. I feel like I have more um Ownership of my time and my energy and because you're not living on other people's agendas. Yeah. That's the big thing. And it's it used to be. Here's the thing. like We're talking about social media, but we used to talk about the same thing when it came to email the same things like oh you're just sitting there responding to email non-stop 24 hours a day which you probably can because there's enough volume of email and the email you keep getting the the alerts you're trying to work you're trying to do a powerpoint or something like that and you're getting alerts and notification like shut all that off right you 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 don't have to have that on
1: so true all of this is thank you so much for sharing all of that and just to lend more credence to what you said about the world being rigged against us i recently had dr patrick mcnamara on the show who is mm. uh who understands how inception works lucid dreaming works and he actually shared with me that the whole thing about inception like incepting ideas into your dreams that's a real thing and marketing people can yeah. actually use that against you to incept ideas into your dreams which is very scary so it, it wild yeah it reminds you you are absolutely right. We have got to have our guard up against all the things that are not serving us. And again, the the ideas you've shared they're massively helpful. But I want to ask you because we talked about like not taking yourself so seriously, like understanding that you know not everyone's watching you. And but then there are people who have these massive goals, massive missions. People that you've researched and talked about in your content. People like that they are consumed by their goal they do work with this idea that my work matters on like a whole other level for them what did you observe were the things traits behaviors that they practice that help them be mentally fit
0: well you're, you're right they all have massive objectives massive goals they they think in in the terms of possibility versus constraint And that, you know, uh, I don't like, sure, great idea, but we don't have the resources to do this. Like that just doesn't enter into the vocabulary. It's more so, okay, well, we, we may not have that right now, but they start asking questions of what's, you know, what, what we do have and what's possible. So there's two things that come to mind immediately. One, first one is, is an overwhelming theme that kind of everyone that I've studied or interviewed at this point have figured out what works for them to still their mind. And take time, even, even the billionaires where you would think, oh yeah, they're running multiple companies, there's a lot going on, they're still taking time to read, to, to think, and just still the mind without inputs, so that they can see the path forward because that's the thing we all have the answers we have a lot of questions and we all have the answers to those questions what gets in the way is all of the mental debt and mental clutter and when we take that time to do the long walk a lot of them are t- are taking walks you know uh in the middle of the day or first thing in the morning or if they're traveling to a new city to adjust to the time zone just taking a walk in silence and you let the mind breathe and still um, you know, just to surface the insight, then you see it and Oh, that well that's the path like that's what I need to say and we've all experienced this you know people get ideas when they're you know in the shower yeah. or they're going for a run it's the same thing the The commonality is that you're not jamming your mind uh full of inputs and then- tr- and then expecting results or clarity to surface out of that it's really hard right it's it's like what's a good analogy it's like looking into uh a clear pond with, that you can see straight to the bottom of the of of the bottom of this pond, but then you know taking a stick and stirring it up with stuff. Now all of a it's the same environment, but you can't see the bottom anymore. But if you just let that sit and let things calm down, then all of a sudden you have this beautiful view, and we can all do that. And it, what's key is though is you have to find. You know, some of them, it's meditation. Some of them, it's breath work. Some of them, it's taking a walk. For me, it's journaling and breath work. Um, we have to find what works for us. And the easiest question to do that is, is just to, to answer or ask yourself, what are three to five things, activities, rituals, practices that if I do these things, put my mind in a calm and happy state and try those things out and make sure they're, they're part of the, your equation. The second thing, and this is this this has been coming up a lot, but this is I'm probably a little bit biased because I just wrote probably a couple months ago actually now, wrote a a profile on Elon Musk and studying his mind and, and how he's making decisions and, and whatnot. And he comes to mind because, you know, he's an interesting human, that's for sure. Uh you either love him or you hate him, but you can't like we can't deny the innovation and the impact he's had. You know, on across multiple industries at this point, and talk about someone that is operating from a possibility mindset, and and the way that he does it is through questions. You know, if you think of the 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 reason SpaceX you know came to be, just to stay on theme of your space exploration and the landing on the moon and whatnot, um, was the initial question, and it still is this question: How can we colonize Mars? Right. But then it, it doesn't stop there. It's like okay, well, if we need a rocket to get to Mars, then like what does that take? Well, it, it turns out there are people already building rockets, but it costs a fortune, and it, it doesn't seem sustainable or, or attainable. So, okay, well, what is it? What's required to build a rocket? What components are required to build a, a rocket? And it, it kept going with the questions, and they, he he didn't stop there. Well, what are the raw materials within the components? Yeah, to make the rocket. And then the last question, and this is what did it can we source those raw materials for those components and build them ourselves? And then that question end, ended up resulting to them building rockets at two percent of what they were being quoted from other manufacturers. So it's just a series of questions. And it just takes time to, to to a bit of time and a bit of intentionality to to pause and ask them.
1: Yeah.
0: We could all could have all done that. Yeah.
1: It's an awesome combination. Like always, always being very aware of the possibilities and stillness. If you could, like, those are two very powerful and not a combination that comes to you right away. Like you wouldn't think of it, but the way you put it, the way you described it, it it makes so much sense. In fact, every successful person that I've ever admired, when you read their stories, it's like, well, it's going to happen. So I just have to figure out how I'm going to get there. So that makes yeah. sense. It kind of also answers yeah. the, this one question that I'd written down was, do you see like, are the habits of the spiritually awake versus the entrepreneurs versus the athletes? Are there any remarkable differences between how they approach their challenges and their rituals? If you want to add anything to that, I mean, I, I kind yeah. of got the answer, but yeah.
0: If you want to no, That's an interesting perspective. I I haven't really thought about that before. I think because entrepreneurs are, are, are interesting in the sense that they definitely have some of these practices to think and ideate at at levels that most uh, don't reach, but they are also the group of people statistically that have the highest rates of mental health challenges. And typically, what the reason you see that is because they they are so all in on their mission and business that they're just they're just going for it. They have, for sure, they have some of these practices or they wouldn't be able to, to to ideate at that level. Yeah. But I think the difference is eventually, and not for everyone, but I've seen enough of this happen where they'll build these companies and then they'll, you know, they'll, they'll reach a certain level of success, but then they will come to this realization that something is, is way off in their lives. And usually because they hit some sort of mental wall, right. Where they just feel completely burnt out. Um, and then that's when things start to change. And then all of a sudden, and you see, there's a lot of examples. They start creating businesses out of more intentionality and, and helping others and so forth and whatnot. So I think that, I think when you, when you look at some of the, the, the spiritual, uh, or more how, how did you describe them? Like more uh, like this, awake this or more? Awake
1: versus the entrepreneurs versus the athletes. So because yeah. those are different different personalities, you, you would not put them in the same category.
0: But I think everyone, for the most part, maybe not everyone, but many eventually get to that, yeah. that place of like, being spiritually awake in some capacity at one point they just everyone goes through a certain period of or a certain amount of you can call it struggle or experimentation before getting there and there there are similarities similarities across the groups but because at the end of the day it doesn't matter how successful the company is if you're completely broken as a as a human there's there's usually some sort of reflection or some sort of moment where like what can i do to feel better and more aligned with my work and eventually you get there then you can combine that's when it's beautiful and you see where where both worlds combine.
1: yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense especially with the way you put it that makes that makes absolute sense you know um because these days i am reading bhagavad-gita and all of that so they really promote this idea of detachment be detached be detached that is the path of spirituality when you like feel no extreme joy no extreme sorrow no matter what's happening that's when the spirituality thing like really takes hold but i i don't like this is something i really uh struggle with you there is no way for you to have Elon Musk level of success or forget success, even do that level of work, whether you have success or not, that's secondary. But to be able to do that kind of work without being really driven to, you know, get that thing done. So how can you have detachment to me? Like it's, it's a little off topic, but I always wonder how do those two things could possibly coexist where you can have detachment, and then walk the path of spirituality and then also be this freaking driven that you're working 18 hours a day that i don't know that confounds me
0: <laughs> well i mean i think elon's not he you know he's a good example in terms of pushing the boundaries of thought and innovating and whatnot he's not and he admits this and i i use some of these quotes he's not he's not the perfect example for uh mental well-being and mental fitness i mean he said i'll paraphrase it in some capacity but he says something to the to the fact of i don't re- recommend anyone work this these amount of hours i only i only did this to save uh tesla or the, tesla would have died and, right, and he was right. referring to i think about a three-month period where he literally slept in the in the factory to, to make it work and the only thing I can relate that to, I, I talked about this with a team recently that I was doing some mental fitness with is anyone that are, uh, that are parents that have kids that you, you know, that let's say you broke your ankle or something and it was in like, you know, a cast or a boot or something. And you're, you know, you saw your, your child in a burning building, you wouldn't think about the broken yeah. ankle. You would just go immediately. And Elon from my, this is my opinion, but I feel like he thinks of his companies like that that he's just whatever is whatever it takes for that company to survive he's not even processing everything else that's going on or whether it's good or bad or the 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 after effects to his health he has he's operating purely from a place of the company needs to survive Be, because he is so attached to the higher mission of why that company exists in the, in the first in the first place So a better example, though, where I think someone has combined both, uh, you know, spiritual detachment, but also works a lot and and does a lot of good is someone like a Tony Robbins, who has multiple businesses, uh, I think over 100 different businesses running, bringing in well over north of a billion dollars in sales, and is... For, for I mean I don't know him personally but I have studied him quite a bit seems to be pretty spiritually awake and connected and does this from a place of uh of love and truly trying to help as many people as as possible um so it's possible it it definitely is possible it's it's just a matter of again it it's it's what you want you know Elon wants to do that well then you know, that's that's what he's doing. Yeah. I, I'm I'm from the I'm from the the school of well, we can learn and take the great things about Elon, which to me is first principle thinking and that line of questioning and so forth. Um, and then edit and take the things and, and remove the things that don't really resonate, which to me is is his self care or, or lack of self care and bring in people that Okay, I do admire and respect, and see for me personally how I can combine those those kind of examples and to make it work for for my reality. And I mean, and essentially that's what I'm trying to do, just through studying all these different people, curating different practices, different ideas, different belief systems, and and making a recipe that aligns at least to, for me that I know will that that'll work and, and and help progress forward and help others do the same thing
1: yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense I have one more like another weird question on this um i I know a lot of people my mom she grew up in poverty like extreme poverty my father had to struggle a lot like from sleeping on the street sure. to like till he built his business so I often like burning out was not a thing in their generation. Like this is, these are the words they use. This was not a thing, (laughs) like it's something that's picked up. So they always say that this just wasn't a thing in our time and we did all of like, my mom's stories, it's hard to imagine. It sounds like a movie story when she describes things that she had to go through. But she honestly never burned out. So I wonder all of these narratives that do the round like you said about Elon Musk, it wasn't a consideration for him because he needed to get that thing done for Tesla. He simply couldn't allow for that thought to be a factor in it, like his mental well-being. Do you think that yeah. that is something to be considered? Like, if you are not so sensitive to all the narratives doing around, you could actually cross the finish
0: line and still be okay. It's a good and big question. It's a um,
1: lot of research, a lot of examples, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Because yeah, there are for people sure, for who, sure. who have like Steve Jobs. He didn't just do that to himself. He did it to other people. Like he would put them in these time constraints and he would tell them, get it done. Yeah, yeah.
0: I... <laughs> yeah. well, and that doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily relate to everyone. But yeah, I mean, one interesting thing that, that did come up quite often in researching Elon was Cause he, you know, he's known as well for really working his team to, to the max and what almost, you know, at times seems like just not even human levels, but for the most part, and of course there are exceptions, but it seems like there's a generality that most that work for him or with him know that and are pushed, but still respect him and the mission. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a weird thing when you, you, there were so many examples when I was doing the research where someone, you could read it and say, wow, they are on the edge of burnout, max stress, but at the same time, wouldn't, wouldn't have it any other way. So it's, it's this, I think, it. you know, coming back, coming back to the space example, and I mean, I'm, I'm in, in Canada, but I've only heard this from, from US citizens back when, you know, they were first landing on the moon for the first time it's just like the whole country was behind that and it seems like and you know same thing with with uh Steve Jobs you're behind this whole mission of bringing you know so many different innovations to the world that 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 innovation and that goal and the vision just kind of takes over right and i th- i still think it's possible i think there's i think i think about you know my past life when i was in the corporate space where I was on a track of you know being promoted and whatnot and going through kind of the ranks of that world. And I remember every time I would shift jobs, people would be like, "Oh, you're, you know, congratulations, but you're just going to get completely swamped by email and never going to have any time to do your work and so forth." And it, this would this story would play out over and over because the 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 norm. And this is not I'm not at all. You know me well enough from the book and whatnot. I'm not anyone special, but I would never accept that because. I didn't live in my email inbox. Yeah, I went in and I was intentional with a couple times per day and I cleaned it out really fast and got my work done. So that's where I started to learn that the narratives that others are putting out there and that the kind of society is putting out there on as a, as a whole, we don't have to accept. So I, I don't think we have to accept that we have to burn out and, and completely destroy our mind and body to innovate at you know, level like an Elon Musk, for example. I think there's ways to do that in our own way by also prioritizing our health and well-being because it just it seems like it makes more sense that if your mind is healthy, you're gonna have better and clearer ideas and be able to do and be able to execute on those ideas for a longer period of time. That just, I don't know, intuitively makes sense to me. Just like if you're gonna eat well you're probably going to feel well. Yeah, you know it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that.
1: Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. But I, I will say one thing: it's going to sound very strange to you, but um, you said you're not someone special, and you just knew how to get this thing done. And but I will say this: that the way you approach all of these topics that create so much chaos every time they're discussed, I think there's an <laughs> innocence to how you approach it. There is a simplicity to how you approach it that seems very lost in how we, the rest of humanity is approaching these things. I think we need more of that. We need less of this constantly, constantly complicating what should be natural to us. I think we've forgotten that some of these things that we talk about are supposed to come naturally to us. But even the language gets complicated. Oh, you're not supposed to say supposed to. You're not supposed to say should. And you're not I'm like, okay, seriously, then you just want to leave the conversation. So I I find that comfort, that soul is in your content because there is a simplicity that is maintained throughout all of all pieces of it. And I appreciate that. I think you have figured out something that the rest of us haven't figured out, but thankfully we have your content.
0: Well I received that that lands straight in the heart thank you i mean i just i I'm just trying to like everyone you know tap into our own energetic makeup and and figure out how best to to work kind of in in unison and and that i do know that is a characteristic if on in in my makeup around simplicity and taking kind of complex situations and just zooming out and and getting to the core of of whatever's going on as something that is just part of, of, of my makeup. So yeah, i just run with it as much as, as, as possible. And I think the big thing though, is just to stay, just to stay curious, you know, and, and continue to learn and study and not be, you know, I, I remember thinking like when I was going to profile Elon, I'm like, oh, this is probably going to, you know, get some controversy and, and, and not from a, like a clickbait standpoint, but I'm, um, I'm sure, you know, cause he's an, int- he's a polarizing figure, like even like, a like you said, like Steve Jobs and frankly, any huge innovator uh, of our time or people that have passed, there's, there's always another side, but I, you know, for me, I didn't want to stifle that curiosity just because of that, because I think like we've been talking about there's stuff we can learn from everyone and, you know, like the people that we you know, don't like, or don't respect for whatever reason, there's always something to learn there that we can take the good and leave the bad. And if we can live like that from a curious perspective in a, in a learning uh, mentality, then stuff just starts to happen. And you, you know, people show up, opportunities show up and you start feeling better and it's not complicated. Yeah. So, So true. So true.
1: Yeah i'm always criticized for saying this i always tell people you've got to cultivate more independence you have to learn to love your solitude you, you know we may have we may believe ourselves to be social beings, but we have an ability to be like completely independent of society and always get criticized for it they i've always told that this is a very unhealthy way of living life you are not doing things in a healthy way <laughs> but i have to ask you because i i see again as i said like i see a you of serenity in your content i see like the sense of calmness in your content how do can people cultivate that like with the all the competition all the noise can we make a place within ourselves where we can just retreat to and not give a shit about what's going on is that possible
0: oh i mean it's more than impossible it's i think it's I think it should be a requirement. Um, but with the caveat that we are, are. I think you and I probably resonate in the same thing around the idea that time, you know, f- with ourselves and in, in reflection and, and, and calm does, it works well for us. Others, you know, thrive in being with other people in community and yeah. stuff. And I mean, I get some of that as well, but I, I would much prefer uh, walking in in nature by myself I'll get more energy from doing that. Um, so I think first and foremost is just to be radically honest with ourselves and that's when it that does take some time to think like and to, again, a simple question like when when do I feel my best? Is it with other people? Is it in this circumstance? like what what factors or characteristics support me feeling at my best and identify that and then it's just a matter of making sure that those moments that you again set up your environment internally as well as externally to support those feelings right, right. then it's just and then it just leads to small unlocks along the way
1: i want you to share one thing here because i know you were like you also had a lot of success in the corporate world and corporate world is you can't isolate yourself when you're part of a corporate setting. So I want to ask you, did you reach this place of like loving your solitude? Were you always like this? Or was this something you consciously cultivated? Because I think that would be very helpful.
0: Even in the corporate world, I mean, this is kind of where my journey all started. The early mornings, I would spend just myself. Uh, And that's where my journaling practice started. I typically would have at least 30 minutes to an hour every morning, uh, just for me, no inputs, no phone, no email, um, physical exercise mixed with some sort of journaling and so forth. And it's the same thing now, I'd say probably an hour and a half at this point is, is just quiet time, reading, learning, thinking, all of that. Um, and like I said, I mean, it, it works for, for me, um, it seems to work for a lot of others. I would definitely say the vast majority that I've interviewed or studied have done that as well. I have some sort, especially in the morning, just because we had just have more control over our, our energy and our time. And cause as the day goes on, there's just more opportunities for our, our time and our, sch- our schedule to be hijacked. Right. So it's, again, it's like setting, setting ourselves up for success. So. I think it was critical. I mean, I don't think I would have. I, I, not even. I think I. I know I wouldn't have performed at the same level in the corporate space had I not had those practices. Because every morning, it's it was just training. It's no different. It's the same thing as if, if you're training to run a marathon of some sort. You get to the the event day. It's you're not doing new things during yeah. the, the running of the marathon. You're relying on the you know a month or three months of training to actually perform in those moments. So in our corporate worlds or life in general, the biggest game of all, uh, our event, when stuff comes up then in the middle of the day, it's that morning daily training of being able to pause and zoom out and not react and just and actually respond with intention and zoom out and see, okay, what is the actual play here? Instead of just jumping right into it. That is, that is the morning mental fitness training that I really think that, whether it's the morning or another time, but again, more opportunity or higher probability of success in the morning. I, th- I think we should all be doing, um, just like we're, you know, for the most part. There's people are 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 always talking about prioritizing moving the body in some capacity, but and I know I'm biased, but it's our mind that tells us to go move the body. It's our mind that tells us to eat the good thing or the bad thing. It's our mind that 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 forms the bad or the good habits. So if you're gonna train anything on a daily basis. I'd spend a few minutes a day training your mind first and everything else will fall from there.
1: so true. Um, Okay, if you had like power at your hand to code humans in a way uh, and make it so they can't bypass certain inner experiences, what would those experiences be and what approach do you think they should take as they navigate those?
0: Oh. That's an easy one. I would. I mean, I would. I would definitely code everyone, myself included, of course, to not bypass the current moment, because I think we bypass the current moment, the present moment, more often than not. And that is just. It's unfortunate because we're, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. Like we're robbing ourselves of the beauty of, of what we have right now. That there are other people in the world that don't have this. Moment, and we'll never have this moment again. You know, so we'll have others. But so, if we can really just be hard, the thing is, I say if, but we can. That's th- this isn't a science fiction question that you're you're asking, or the solution isn't science fiction. It's it it is real, and we can actually do this right now. And that's just to be as present as possible. Just even setting that intention for the day. You know, today I'm I'm going to be present and you're going to be more present by just doing that just by by setting that intention so so yeah to do that the the mechanics of it again small things just start the day in, in in some silence and and take a look at what you do in your morning routine or your morning rituals and stack on one of those check-in questions and set that intention you know how do i want to show up today um after lunch if you're going to you know eat your lunch just take 5 or 10 minutes after and just breathe with nothing just count your breaths you're you're not trying to do anything you're not trying to notice thoughts or release thoughts just count your breaths period you'll probably find it i find it challenging something and i notice I'm like wow i can't even count to 20 without being distracted and it's usually always a really good gauge at how full my mind is and you know again it's just data so well then if, if i can't do that and there's obviously something hijacking hijacking my mind. What is that? And can I cut the fuel from that that hijack? Then all of a sudden, you know, you've got more data and insight, and you're just making small progress or moments of progress. But yeah, just breathe. I mean, we all have to do it. That's how we stay alive. Even now, I'm just I'm kind of I'm excited, so I'm I'm leaning forward, but I'm noticing I'm I'm constricted, right? Versus like standing up straight and just Already, I feel calmer. One breath.
1: Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Well, what do you know? We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, for supporting the podcast, and for sharing your time with me. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love. You can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my YouTube channel link is in the episode description now if you've made it this far you must love the content at least a little bit or maybe you just like hanging out with me or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you or maybe it's all of those things i would love to know so if you've got a minute it will be great if you can drop a review on apple Podcasts, or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email Now, if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real life stories, one-on-one interactions, or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so, so much for sharing your time with me. Take care, and I will be back soon with the next episode.